You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. All right, so I had a funny realization the other day, Shannon. That, what? You know, there's a new revolution in men's underwear has come out with Tommy John. And you know maybe wait, wait a minute. Say, wait that, a minute. That's the way that I, I'm just saying. That's the way they underwear? promote it. Yes, that's the way they promote it because you know men's underwear hasn't changed in however long since it was invented. You're, you're not going to tell me that men are wearing like thongs, butt floss, or anything like that, are you? Um, that's going to grow me well, out. This man's not, but <laughs> it, it is the kind. It's got a breathable fabric. You know, it's, I'm not. This isn't a promo for Tommy John because they're not a sponsor of our show. But it's <laughs> <Yes>. funny because. <laughs> I got some of the underwear and had an issue, so they sent me some free pairs and blah, blah, blah. But it was funny because they showed up in the mail, and they're really comfortable. That's the whole point. And so I'm wearing one one day, and I'm, I'm thinking, oh, hey, this just cracks me up. Because, you know, if I call Pam and say, guess what? I got new underwear I'm wearing today. She's Her reaction's <laughs> going to be most likely, oh, are they comfortable? I'm so happy for you, you know? But if you reverse those roles and she gets new underwear and she calls me to point that out, I'm like, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's just like that. Um, what is that State Farm commercial? What are you wearing, Jake from State Farm? Exactly. He sounds hideous. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You, you want vivid descriptions. What color are they? Are they lazy or are they satin? Right. Where do they hit you on your bum? Right. And yeah, n- none of those questions come into my mind when my husband tells me that he's yeah i know i mean it's just it's the it's an amazing and the difference of the wiring of of, (laughs) uh, just stereotypically i know there's going to be some women out there that oh yeah i love that but you know it's just so funny to think that that's something that would i it would get me revved up and that's something for pan that'd be just like another fact to just oh well good i'm glad you're comfortable and then she moves on to her day yeah that would kind of fall flat for me too i get it pam i get it (laughs) Hey, but if if this something if this speaks to you and not specifically about my underwear, but about the topic we're talking about, send us an email. We'd love to hear what you think. Also, any kind of questions that you may have, you can send those to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. You can also jump on iTunes and give us comments and reviews because that helps spread the word about how married sex is where it's really going on, and that's what we want to have happen here. And that's yeah, what we talk no, about. No more questions about Corey's underwear, though. And certainly don't ask questions <laughs> about mine. We are Fair not enough. going there. That, that reminds me, um, way back in the early 70s, my mom worked for Sears and Roebuck in the catalog department. And so she would take the calls. And there was this guy who would call on occasion. And he would say, well, I want to pick something out for my wife's birthday. Can you help me find something? But eventually, the conversation would gravitate toward... Well, what about like some lingerie? And he, he, yeah. And then she would realize, oh, this is that guy. So th- this whole conversation is kind of reminding me about my, how my own mother got slimed at Sears and Roebuck catalog department over and over <laughs> trying to, trying to talk, or somebody trying to get her to talk about women's underwear, yes. but men's underwear. You're right. It just doesn't do the same thing for you. Sorry. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I get it. I get it. No woman ever called Sears and Roebuck and said, help me pick out some underwear yes. for my husband. I, yeah, the, the, <laughs> the reason a woman goes to get underwear for her husband is because 
there's nothing left of it really so they got to get something to just replace all the holy ones exactly the ones with all those good marks and yeah we, we probably don't need to go there no let's not so but we do uh, need is, to i will say though I, I will say that it is much sexier ladies to buy your husband's darker colored underwear like blacks or navies <laughs> or something because you don't see the stains in there them you when go. you're laundering them there that's you not go. an aphrodisiac to see that yeah yeah the ladies all know what i'm talking about right now <laughs> <laughs> So I thought that it would be a good show if we unpacked some of the emails that we have gotten that have been asking specific questions or have made such phenomenal suggestions that we we should do them justice. We should share yes. them with our listeners. Yeah, Thanks. so this would be almost like an email potpourri bag. I love it that a man used the word potpourri. Hey, I, I got that. I'm in. I, I'm with it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so one of the questions that we've received um, is probably in response to some of the Fifty Shades of Grey shows that we've been doing. She wants to know if she should be concerned about the fact that she has a rape fantasy. And I can't tell you how many women have confessed this to me. And in fact, I had a two-hour coaching session with a 27-year-old last night that same thing. She was concerned, wanting to know, should I tell my boyfriend before we get engaged or get married that, you know, I have this, what she considered a sick and twisted fantasy of being, uh, you know, not like forcefully raped as right. in, you know, hurt, wounded, but just more of a seduced to the point of intoxication type of a fan. And right. I'm irresistible right. seduction fantasy. It's the most common fantasy, especially in Christian women's minds. And so I'm going to touch on it one more time. want everyone to make mental note of why that fantasy exists and what purpose it serves. Right. Corey, for men growing up in the church, my guess is, is they feel pretty secure about their sexuality because I, th I think that the message is pretty loud and clear that boys will be boys and yeah, you're going to have urges and you're going to notice pretty girls and it's going to light your fire and it's probably going to even, you know, give you a rise in your Levi's and they just, it's normalized among boys. But with girls, all we're told is those three words, good girls don't. Right. We really aren't told it's perfectly normal to be as aroused by a boy as boys are by girls. It's perfectly normal to fantasize about what it's going to be like when you have sex someday, et cetera, et cetera. So this whole thing of good girls don't, we grow up assuming that if we do, that means, or if we enjoy it, or right. especially if we initiate, right. that means that we would be a bad girl and we don't want to give up our good girl identity so our brains are wired in such a way that sexual fantasies are the brain's way of trying to heal itself from either past trauma or just past, you know, misinformation. And so the idea that, uh, that I would be a bad girl if I wanted it or if I initiated it, that storyline has to be compartmentalized, mm -hmm. pushed aside long enough to make room for the pleasure. Mm -hmm. And the storyline that will most successfully do that is, well, if it's forced on me, if I don't have a say in the matter, then I'm not a bad girl. I'm just a victim. But right. a victim is still a good girl. Right. So that's where that rape fantasy comes from. It does not mean that you actually want to be raped. It doesn't mean that you are sick and twisted. Um, 
and you know, husbands could actually have a lot of uh, fun appealing to that particular fantasy as long as both husband and wife oh you have this look on your face i can see you on video like no. mm, be careful no you're um, you're, you're good <laughs> I, i'm just thinking of it in the terms of this this is still falls right in line with that you know lots of women like to have their arms pinned back with the with their husband's hands or you use you tie them up or something so yes. it's, it's the same kind of concept it's a power thing as long as it's consensual. Right, exactly. I mean, just make sure that the wife doesn't feel as if you're truly roughing her up. Because right. as I said to Greg, you, know, you will be picking your head up off the yep. floor if you ever hurt me. Yep. I don't like pain infused with my pleasure. Yep. But uh, yeah, the whole idea of seduce her. Yeah. Like, don't take an initial no for an answer if you feel as if you guys are in a good enough place that you can push her envelope and that she's going to actually respond with titillation. Yep. Um, and I'm not saying don't respect her. No, like if, if she's being serious and she's like answers, no, then obviously respect the no. Right. But I think that a woman does want to feel irresistible to her husband mm -hmm. frequently. Mm -hmm. And I think that that little fantasy, just bantering back and forth about it could certainly create that. What yep. are your thoughts? No, I, I agree. I think it's, I think it's with the idea of that there's that thing about the masculinity kind of rising up for the the feminine for the feminine and overpowering if you will so yeah i think that fits yep. right in the same line to me it's just exploring okay what's the what's underneath all of that what's the point and how can that be created in a scenario that allows us to safely explore those aspects of ourselves and each other and so again this falls right in line with everything we talk about when it comes to some of the more taboo things that people will often have labeled when it comes to their sex life in their marriage that yeah. it's, it's a part of it. It's a reality of it. So I don't think we should run from it and be afraid of it. And we should also probably should suspend judgment till we have some conversation with our spouse and talk more yeah. about it and get their input and get their take and then start to make our decisions of what do we really want to do? Yep. Well, and it reminds me of that notion. Um, I mean, it was offensive when when you think about it in the context of like a dating relationship of when girls say no they really mean maybe mm -hmm. but in the context of a marriage i think that i think that a man maybe could do well to live by that of if she says no initially i have two choices i can either withdraw retreat and defeat uh and possibly pout or i can i can kind of push my luck and push her out of her comfort zone and keep trying. Right. And I think that the latter of the two is actually more sexy because it does fit more with the masculine image mm -hmm. and it appeals to the feminine, feminine image of being a responder. Mm -hmm. So I'm probably going to get some hate emails from women who are like, you know, don't egg my husband on. I want him to take my no for an answer. Maybe we just need to do a whole nother show on that topic. Yeah. So look, Let's make mental note of that. But I think that for the most part, I would suggest it. And and it's not, all, we're assuming that it's always the man initiating and right. always the woman responding. Well, but also, um, so keep, yeah, let's unpack that in another yeah, show. But keep in mind, no doesn't always mean maybe. No can also mean, all right, I'm setting the stage for the next time. Right. You know, maybe the, means yeah, not now, but maybe tomorrow, maybe in the morning, maybe whatever. But it's just this whole, you don't have to lose your strength just because you get shot down. 
I think that's... Can you say that again for the benefit of our husbands? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the whole, you don't have to lose your strength just because you get shot down. I mean, I had a time that, you know, Pam put away her electric blanket prematurely this winter, you know, <laughs> and now in Texas, we're in ice day as we're recording this. And, mm -hmm. and so it's cold at night. And so one of the things she does not like is getting into a bed that's cold. And so that's the thing she loves about her electric blanket is it heats up the bed. So she gets into a nice yeah. warm bed. So I don't mind the cold. I heat up her side of the bed. And last night I'm in there on her side of the bed, kind of laying there as we're talking. And that is so sweet. Thank you. And, and she's, <laughs> she's climbing into bed. I'm like, no, you got to go the other side. Cause I'm warm now. This, you know, so I'm kind of making it a nice playful. And she's like, oh, I don't mind sitting right beside you. I said, hey, you can come in right beside me, but you got to be naked. And she's like, I'm not <laughs> getting, yeah, I'm not getting naked tonight. I'm like, all right, well, then I guess I can make a little room, you know, but I'm just kind of still, I got shot down. It was a little simple, subtle, hey, let's do this. That will really heat the sheets up, but no, not tonight. And I'm like, all right, but I didn't go pouty or quickly slide to my side of the bed. I hung there and like, all right, let's keep talking. Let's kind of, I mean. Because it's one of those, you still need to know I'm into you. You still need to know I'm interested in this. I love that. And I'm not forcing my hand and I'm not forcing myself on you, but I'm setting the stage of, um, it, I'm, I'm not backing off though. <laughs> so, you're willing, you're willing to negotiate. Yeah. So it's just that you idea. You always have to have your way. Right. It is. It's just that idea of don't be ashamed of who we are. And th that's the yeah. same thing when it comes to these fantasies. Don't be ashamed of our fantasies necessarily explore them and don't don't run from them and the more you can mm -hmm. make them in the open the more you can start to realize okay wait what i really would like is this what i really would like is that and then you start learning each other's sexual language and repertoire and can start enhancing that and being a student even more absolutely i love it love it um yeah pouting is just not sexy mm -mm. It's, it's the least sexy thing i can imagine not at all not yeah. at all yep yeah and that that leads me to an email i just saw as we were talking to of a guy emailed that he was talking about he's later in the marriage. They've been married for a long time and some things just don't work like they used to for him. Mm -hmm. And the way I read that, cause he didn't come straight out and say that is sometimes it takes a little bit longer to get an erection, which he's fine with because that means there's a little bit more foreplay, which men, there's lots of men that I know really enjoy foreplay. Oh, I, I was going to say women should not be complaining. about right. additional they, sh foreplay. they shouldn't, but there's lots of men that, you know, cause I think we get the stereotype of men would just prefer to go, go ahead and get the sex over with, you know, just, just go straight to it. Uh, that's not always the case, but he's wondering what can he do that if, if the erection's not lasting like it used to, or takes longer because of just age, because of stress, because of whatever. And again, I've said this before on the show and I'll say it again. Just because your penis may not be hard does not necessarily mean your fingers aren't still working and your tongue's not still working. That's it. It doesn't matter that you can't cut the mustard as long as you still lick the jar. Yep. So, <laughs> so I got to. Uh, I just want to address that too because that's kind of in the same boat as what we're talking well, about. Isn't that what erection rings are made for? Is to help a guy maintain an erection? It sure could. Yeah, but it's right. again, unless you're. I don't know, for, for lots of instances, and I don't have any research or stats to back this, but just this is just my hunch from all the guys I've had in my office that we've talked mm -hmm. in, de in detail, mm -hmm. and then the, the stuff I have read. A lot of the erectile difficulty things is really in between the ears, and it's an mm. anxiety thing. It's not a physical thing. Okay. And so it's learning to get closer to 
you know, it's, it's learning to love with your heart and your mind before you yeah. learn, before you learn to love with the other parts of your body. But do you think that possibly the erection ring could give him a level of confidence I, between sure. his two ears? Sure. I, I think, I, I mean, if it's an enhancement, if it's something that helps, I mean, that's the same thing as bringing in a toy to add yeah. a little more clitoral stimulation or vibration or whatever. So if that, if it enhances things, so what go, go for it, use it. Right. Well, I'm, I'm just thinking about one of the emails that we received recently from a woman saying that um, her husband is on antidepressants okay. and it does impact his erectile functioning. Mm -hmm. And so my immediate thought was I would think that an erection ring to trap the blood flow in yep. the base of the penis would be, would go a long way in uh, giving him the confidence. But the thing that she found sad is that, when she would initiate, because she is so not ready to give their sex life up just because he has to be on antidepressants. They're just too young for that. She said that um, he just doesn't even want to go there at all because he has performance anxiety. Right. But yeah, it's there's so much more to sex than just inserting the long peg into the round hole. Right. It's not in it, tab A. You know, yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah. So have fun. Engage in the foreplay. Engage in oral sex. Do all the other things that you would find arousing and you might find that the intercourse actually comes easier than you think if you just relax and just take the pressure off yourself. Right. No pressure. Right. No pressure. Um, here's another uh, email wanting to know if this fantasy crosses the line. Uh, she's going through premarital counseling and the subject came up of light BDSM and what's going to be okay in their marriage bed. And she said that she's okay with like blindfolds or handcuffs, but she had a huge check in her spirit when her fiance mentioned that he might like to try a ball gag. Okay. I had to think about what a ball gag is, but it didn't take me long. No. I mean, a, a ball that's big enough that when you insert it into her mouth, it literally gags her. Right. It, it, yeah. Right. So I was kind of thinking, okay, she can't kiss with mm -hmm. that shoved in her mouth. And she can't perform oral sex with that shoved in her mouth. Mm -hmm. So what is the purpose of a ball gag? To keep her quiet. Yeah. <laughs> I have a problem with that. Yeah. But then maybe that's just me. Maybe another woman might get into that. Right. But I think that, first of all, I'm glad that whoever they're doing premarital counseling with is going there. Kudos, yes. Prior to marriage. Yes. Because if she has any reservations about his sexual expectations, now is the time to iron those out, not post-wedding. Right. So yeah, how would you respond if a woman was to say, I have a problem with that fantasy? And well, yeah, again, this, this is just that whole idea of we're not in positions of judgment for people to say, absolutely not, you should not do that. Or, hey, what's your problem? Get over it. You know, that's that comes down to each individual person and then in turn each individual couple. So it yeah. really is go through the exploring of, OK, where does that come from? What is that leading to? And then why? What's the point? What what are I really hoping to accomplish with this? That's right. What, that's what I would want to explore. Right. What's the psychology behind why that would even be titillating to you in the first place? Right, that would yeah. be a, an interesting question for him to try to answer. Yep. But I would think that she kind of needs to know that before she goes any further. Because I think the check in her spirit is saying, what if he finds degradation? Right. Exciting. Right. And arousing. Right. Am I going to have a problem with that? I think that she needs to listen to that reservation. Right. And not just go, you know, oh, well, you know. It's oh, just my love will change him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's stuff that you need to explore. Um, you need to ask the questions because, 
it's it's interesting to try to figure out. I mean, all of us have scripts and things that we want to do or explore, and it's coming from somewhere. You know, it's it's coming from something. And I I can almost bet that it's coming from from a lot of exposure to pornography. That's my yeah. That's the initial easy leap. Yeah, because what boy, what teenage boy sits in his desk at junior high fantasizing about shoving a ball gag in his wife's mouth someday? That's well, just not a normal. Yeah, well, somebody, it may not be porn. It could be just in a really abusive upbringing. That, that's yeah. just what they, that's what, how they get love. That's how they make sense. And the mind can do crazy things. And that doesn't mean you have to go that route all the time to find it. You can rewire. You can, you can handle things differently and yeah. through some work. But yeah, that's. Yeah. But yeah, the time it. to discuss it is definitely prior to marriage. Uh, don't wait until after. Yeah. Um, let's talk about let's talk about the whole um, dressing thing. We've gotten several emails about how women dress, and yep. it's been interesting that it's come from both sides of the fence. There have been some women emailing, and there have been other men emailing, but it's always about how. No one ever questions about how men dresses. That's what we talked about with the starting of the show. No, I mean, my wife doesn't come in. Hey, which ones you wearing today? Big boy. You know, it, it doesn't happen. <laughs> Does not happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's talk about the woman who feels as if her husband is uber controlling about not letting any kind of inkling of bra strap or, underwear line or anything like that show okay that he, he's just extremely nervous about i guess what image that might portray or what kind of response she might get from other men okay so you're taking that we want to start with taking the stance of the husband that, that wants to be protective of his wife's body is that what you're saying of just he's, yeah. he's very very concerned about Anything being too revealing, anything yeah, being this, too provocative. This particular email, she was concerned that he is overreacting okay. and trying to be too controlling. That she felt as if, you know what, in the normal course of tank tops, a bra strap might peek out once in a while. But right. that doesn't mean I'm going to stop wearing tank tops. She lives in Texas and Lord right. knows that, right. you know, July and August are tank top weather. Just that sort of thing. What are you, what are your responses? What are your responses to? Well, I mean, because I think question. if I remember right, that's the email was asking, you know, she's she's this is the wife in sending it in because she's like, do men even notice? Do men even care? And my question, my answer to that is yes, they notice. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I speaking as one of those kind, yes, <laughs> you notice bra straps, you notice things that are pronounced, <laughs> if you will. Okay. I mean, uh, we we peek. We see, we sneak looks. That's just what guys do. They're very, very visual. And so, okay. yeah, you notice those things, whether it's this whole, Ooh, that really, you know, a bra, I don't know of a bra strap being something that really turns you on as a guy. It's just kind of, uh, but it is one of those. Yeah. It's noticeable. So I okay. can see the san the stance of, all right, Hey, I just want you to be very careful about what you're displaying. So, okay. So you think that she needs to listen to her husband's wisdom and respect his wishes that that sort of thing be covered? Yeah. Well, possible. I think it's the, it's the same stance of I've had, let me go just the opposite of I've had a couple I've worked with before where a, a woman has come back into their world. From, it's an ex and they're remarried now and she's come back into the world and the new wife is just appalled. 
because the husband's sitting there thinking, what's the big deal? And the new wife is seeing exactly what the ex is doing. She's trying to worm her way back into the relationship. And the oh. husband doesn't see it. And it's just that whole, because I think a woman's brain picks up those relational cues to see, mm -hmm. okay, you're manipulating this thing, honey. You're trying, and it's the same thing, guys. I, I can say that about guys is, yeah, there's a, there's a baseline wiring of us that, all right, I'm going to notice those things. I, I personally try to not linger with those things. Sometimes right. it's difficult living in Texas in the summertime, but it is one of those, yeah, I, we see it. And, and so it's one of those, yeah, take a cue from the, the, the guy that's wired that way <laughs> that, yeah. that, okay, I'm just telling you the way guys think. I'm just telling you what guys see. If, if he goes overboard and says, you absolutely can't, well, that's a little bit of a different conversation, but yeah. it is something to use the, use the, use the information as you can. Yeah. And I want to talk more about, um, women who feels if they're being controlled by their husbands in regard to what they're wearing. But I will say that it sounds as if, if a husband is expressing concern that he's doing it out of love, he's doing it out of protection. And there are these simple little clasp gadgets that, I mean, I bought one at old Navy over the holidays and they sell them at Victoria's secret. Probably they sell them at all kinds of places, but it's designed to go on the back of your two bra straps to just pull them closer in right. so that they're not sticking out of your sleeve. Right. Um, so yeah, simple, simple fixes. Well, and I, but then it goes to the other extreme. Cause I, I want to talk about this of, of what about the scenario where a wife is just dressed very, very provocatively and a husband is there and they're in a circumstance where they're at church or they're at a social setting. That's not, not clubbing. You know, it's not, there's a scene where, all right, I could see why you're dressing that way. But if you're a married woman dressing that way, what are you really trying to say? <laughs> you know, right. If you're a mom dressed that way, what are you really, you know, demonstrating for your children? And right. I, I got an issue with some of that. That's just me personally. Maybe I'm abnormal <laughs> and I'll the, freely admit the, it. The expression that I have is that who she is trying too hard. Mm -hmm. It just, it, a woman does exude. A, I'm trying too hard attitude when she's scantily dressed right. in such a way that, you know, that it's to garner attention. Right. There's no question right. that that's her motive. Yeah. That that's her modus operandi. So, but what about men who like that, that they like want the husband that wife, wants the wife to dress like that, to show her off as a trophy wife syndrome. That's it. You know that there are lots of men out yes. there and there are probably lots of women right now going, yeah, what about that? And yeah. they're dragging their husbands in to listen to this podcast, probably for the first time. What do you say to a man who really wants his wife to dress a little on the trashy side so that it can boost his ego in public that he's got her. Well, that that's, that's an ego thing for him that he's got to confront because I don't know if, if I were to personalize that, I do not want a, another couple that has just met us to having a conversation behind closed doors saying, you know what? I had no idea Pam was actually as smart as she is, you know, or actually, you know, <laughs> just because they initially meet her as just some sex kitten you know, goddess thing, whatever, because of the way she's dressing. No, she's so much more than that. And, yeah. and it, so it's just that whole, no, I want who, who we are to be what we display. And, and so, uh, and again, that's kind of me putting my value on this, but it is one of those, dude, 
what are you really showing there? You know, do you really want to display right. your wife like that to other other guys who are wired just like you? Well, and I think that the real issue comes into play when she doesn't want to True. dress like that. You know, maybe she's willing to privately, but she doesn't want to per se to portray that public persona. Right. Um, as, as a matter of fact, uh, a while back I had a gal come in for coaching and she walked into my home carrying two shopping bags and she put them down. And once we got far enough into the conversation, she asked if she could show me some examples of what she would typically wear to go out clubbing with her husband. They like to dance and that sort of thing. So the outfits that she pulled out of this bag, they were smoking hot. And this woman was very attractive. I would envision that she is more than hot enough wearing these outfits. And <laughs> right. she said, this is what I feel comfortable in. But then she reached into the other bag and she pulled out outfits that look like they belonged in the middle pages of Fredericks of Hollywood type catalogs. Okay. And the look on her face was just so angry. And she's like, he will literally tell me to take off these things that I find, you know, very attractive, very flirty, very sexy in, but he will want me to wear these things instead out in public. And she also pulled out this box, velvet box, and she opened it up and inside were two uh, very protruded silicone nipples that stick on that give the illusion that her headlights are on all the time <laughs> and that he, he wants her to wear those underneath okay. this clothing. So basically, okay, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, go no, ahead. no, 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 no. I'm not, you're on a roll. Go. Well, I asked her to just sit down and talk to me about what she feels like when he says to her that your sex, your definition of sexy isn't sexy enough here, go put this on. And she is concerned about encountering people from church and, you know, mm -hmm. from her PTA club and that kind of stuff out and about in this type of stuff it, and she feels very controlled mm -hmm. she feels very degraded well she's objectified that's exactly what it is it's just she she's an object in every aspect for him yes and tell me what you think that did to her sex drive toward him uh would it even exist it flattened <laughs> yeah i mean the, yeah I, I don't know that's that whole people don't mind being used for a very very short time at times but yeah. When it's long term, no, you're going to, there's, there's fallout to that. Yeah. And again, it's one thing to maybe express that expectation or that hope or desire in the privacy of your own home. Right. But when you start trying to control what she wears out in public, and right. I, I could think that that might go either way, whether you're being too yeah. uber conservative and controlling or whether you're being too uber liberal and, you know, flashy about it. No woman wants to feel as if her husband dominates and right. controls her right down to the the threads that go on her body. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would say, um, ladies, be wise, be discerning, do be aware of what kind of impact your dress has on other men, because you certainly don't want to arouse something in them. But guys, trust that your wife is a grown woman and that she... <laughs> She can dress herself. She's been dressing herself for a long yeah. time. Well, and I'll just piggyback on that. Of would you want to have a long-term sex partner that's a grown woman or an object? Mm, you can date a mannequin and get you can dress her however you want. Absolutely. And you do what you want. <laughs> and but man, I can't see that being fulfilling for long. No, no. So, I, I think that real bodies are definitely preferred. Yes, it is. So this has been Sexy Marriage Radio where we just kind of 
today tried to unpack several emails we've we've had in the queue. So if there's something we didn't go far enough or we didn't even come close to touching, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com is how you can get us get us word that you got something else on your mind. So we love hearing from our listeners because our listeners rock. Mm, and we love you for listening. So thanks for taking time out of your day. So whatever you're doing, wherever you are, hope you stay warm. If you're uh, in parts of the world with the southern freeze coming along right now. And <laughs> we'll see you next time. God bless.